your intro in here too. I don't even know how we would begin to do that. Oh, it's easy. Alright. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh boy, do we have a good episode. Um, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of arguments in this one. But... There's not going to be a lot of ums, because I spent way too long editing last week's episode. <laughs> well, I hope there's not a lot of arguments, because every opinion I have is the right one, so... <laughs> well, um... Damn it! <laughs> Where's Dave? We need to start a counter. <laughs> um... Well, let's go ahead and talk about some commercials, because I'm sure you and me both came across a lot of movie commercials this weekend. Uh, you're talking about trailers? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I saw the same reel four times this weekend. Same trailer <laughs> reel, four times. Which one was it? It, it was the same trailer side. Uh, Elementals, which... Oh, okay. Okay, looks okay. The giant Kraken chick. Yeah. Uh, no interest whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Me either. The, the uh, uh, TMNT Spider-Man ripoff. Yep. And uh, I, there was flash, a flash. Definitely. There was a flash. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Let's see. What deviated? I think I got the movie about the making of the atom bomb. Ooh, I didn't that, get that one. I didn't that get that movie, one. That movie looks like it's going to be good. And I'm talking good. Like, good, good. <laughs> we really have to look at that because I, uh, I don't remember that. Oh, and Jim's going. She's... The star of this podcast. Well, we can't hear it. That's fine. You got your sound cancellation on. So, yeah, this week, welcome back uh, to Idiots One Podcast. We're probably going to be changing the name next week. Uh, I have to look at our socials and stuff and see how much of a pain in the ass it is, because we might have to actually, like, redo all of it. And getting into Apple was not easy. Um, you can watch me on uh, on Twitch at PrimeTony112. And... Uh, See me on Twitter. As well, you can also find me on Twitch, MomoJ, M0M0J. On Twitter as well, MomoJ Plays. And Facebook, MomoJ Gaming. Be prepared for them all to be spelled differently. Absolutely, because social medias hate numbers and names. Well, I mean, technically, your name's not Momo. It's M0M0. Which sounds way more like Secret Service, like Spy E. Yeah. Oh, that's another one. The, uh, Oh, what's the Tom Cruise one? Mission oh, Impossible. Yeah, yeah, look dumb. Look dumb. <laughs> oh, man. I, just I will tell like... you, I'm super excited for the Kraken one, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might watch the Elementals one, if it's a musical. But uh, the, um, the Kraken one, not so much. It, is it... I could be wrong when I say this. Is it Pixar? Because I didn't really see... I think the one was like Claymation. I don't think it was Pixar. Was it? Okay. I was about to say, if it was Pixar, it, uh, Elementals looks like it's something from Inside Out, and I absolutely loved Inside Out. Rise of the Beast. 
one thing I do want to say right off the rip. Okay. This was an Optimus Prime movie. I was expecting Mirage to be the ride-along character, but this was really more about Optimus Prime and uh, Noah than it was about Mirage and Noah, which I thought was neat. Yeah. How did you? What did you think about the movie? I, I just want to hear your overall opinion. I loved it. Like I said before, I had, I got a lot of nostalgia wrapped up into it. There's just some key moments that, like, I was I was like in tears. I was so excited about it. Not mm. a fan of him being a Porsche. He should have been a Formula One car. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it deserves its rating. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, did he turn into different vehicles at one point? He turned into like five different cars. Yeah. Okay. I think he turned into a Formula One car, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Change right back. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Transformers. I was first introduced by the Bay Bayverse Transformers, and I, I liked it. Right. Transformers One was great. Transformers Two was great. By Transformers Three, it started getting to that point where I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, you know, what's our purpose here? Um, and then Bumblebee is really what reignited it. I thought Bumblebee was great. Such a good movie. And this film follows along with the expectations that Bumblebee set. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I do have some critiques for it. Like, Well, let's save the bad for the, the end, okay? Yeah. For my warning, though, the critiques are not hating on it. Yeah. So I just want to put that out there. I want to I wanna go through what we like. I, we, we did the same thing before, right? Let's go for what, mm-hmm. through what we like. Um, we'll discuss it. We'll disagree. And then we'll go through what we hate. And I'll yell at Jordan, and he'll defend his position. Yeah, that sounds um, good for me. This movie was made for Transformers fans from the 90s, right? It was absolutely just rife with nostalgia. When uh, when Unicron shows up the first time, his theme is, is based off of the theme from the original animated movie from the, the late 80s. Super cool. How Optimus Prime transforms is just like the toy. Like his arms come out of his chest and like come out and come up, and make his shoulders. So cool. Ron Perlman, fucking amazing job as uh, uh, Optimus Primal. How they said like I'm, we're both your past and your future. Like that's that's straight from the cartoons. Because like in the original uh, Beast Wars Transformers, they crash land on Earth through like a time vortex. So like they're the future of the Transformers. Then they go way back in time and crash land on Earth and they actually find Optimus Prime and all the original Transformers. They try to keep the the Predacons away from them. I don't know. Mm. Super super cool. A lot of lot of easter eggs. Like uh Scourge on his shoulder, like he had all those badges and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those were all insignia from other like Transformers obviously. But there was uh, Speed Planet was on there. The Predacons was on there. Maximals. So what do you like, Jordan? I could talk about what I like for an hour. I obviously like that Bumblebee is still the most badass entrance Transformer in the series. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They need to keep that. If they take that away, I'm pretty sure I'm done with Transformers at that point. So as long as you keep Bumblebee the coolest Transformer... I'm okay with it. Optimus Prime, he's a badass, obviously, but there's just something special about about B, you know. 
I want him to have his voice back because that I my entire life Bumblebee had a voice. I don't know why he needs a radio voice, but I did like Bumblebee a lot. I feel like they wasted Wheeljack. He was barely even in the movie at all. Yeah. But I like seeing him on screen. Um, I liked how she said fuck there. <laughs> if, if you remember when the, the missile's going through the the, the uh, van, if you watch her lip, she's like... <laughs> I, did not, I did not notice that. That's funny. Super good. So one thing I did... There's some caveats to this. Overall, my opinion on Pete Davidson playing Mirage went from unsure to... At the, by the end of the film, I enjoyed it. So that, that is one thing I ended the film liking. Like I said, there's some caveats that we'll talk about later when we get into the negative. Another thing I liked, I liked... This is my introduction to... What, what are they called? The primals? Or the maximals? Maximals, yeah. That whole thing is awesome. Final... Tran- what, is, what did they transform into? What, what was it that he said? Maximize. It gives me yeah, fucking maximize. goosebumps, dude. That, and that, that was my endgame moment. Okay, dude. Gotcha. When, he, when he was like, he's like, maximals, maximize. I was like, yeah. And Amory's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that was cool. That was a good moment. I was waiting the whole time to hear it. <laughs> um, one thing that that's I'm gonna leave it at that because I keep wanting to go into my my critiques. It's because you're a negative person. <laughs> no, that's not true. You know that. Um, scourge. Uh, take him or leave him. I thought he was a villain of the week. Uh, he he is related to Unicron, but I would have liked to see Galvatron here. But uh, it makes sense that that they don't have Galvatron because, like I said before, this is like a movie about Optimus Prime, right? So they sh- they're showing him like uh, kind of unsure in his leadership role and like coming into his own, having him fight Galvatron, which is like the ultimate bad guy in the Transformers universe, probably. Didn't fit right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have a huge cast of Transformers. Um, there were four uh, Maximals and then five actual Transformers. And they, they kind of alluded to like there being more, too. Like There's a bunch more hidden on, on the planet. I don't remember from Bumblebee why they're trapped on Earth, though. Do you remember that? I don't. I don't know if... I can't remember if Bumblebee even went into it. They do at the so. end. I know that the whole power suit thing. Uh-huh. I want. I wanted it to be like headmasters and like this cool thing, but it turned out to be more Bayverse stuff. It looked awesome and it functioned really cool. It's just that it it, it reminded me of when uh, was what was his name? Starfire, not Starfire. Jetfire. Starscream. When Jetfire oh. combined with Optimus Prime in Transformers Three. Remember that black mm-hmm. bird that like formed onto him? Vaguely. It just doesn't it just didn't like it didn't hit the way I wanted it to. It was yeah. okay though. Yeah. I, I liked the main actor. Main actor was he was a good character in my opinion. Yeah, he sold it, dude. His love for his, his brother, like it felt real. It didn't feel fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, the museum chick, also a great character. I liked her too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She was good. Um some Critiques. Let's let's get into some critiques. Most of the cast of Transformers, whether they're Terracons, Predacons, Maximals, or Transformers, most of the cast isn't on screen. Like you don't really know who they are. 
Bumblebee shows up a couple of times, but Mirage is even in the back seat to like Optimus Prime story. He barely got any dialogue, and nobody you don't really give a shit about him because everybody was just in the back seat. And the the, the ship, like there's there's a giant transformer that flew them around the world that doesn't show up in the fight scene. <laughs> Why is he not there? Oh, he does. Remember, he drops B. <laughs> yeah, and then he fucks off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Rhinox has zero dialogue, not a single syllable that I can remember. Oh, you know what? And I don't even think I even remember him in the fight scene, is though. He? Like, <laughs> that's him right there. <laughs> that's him? The yeah. gorilla guy? No, he's that's the Oh, Rhino, right there. Rhino. Okay. Well, Wheeljack shows up, and for whatever reason, he's got a Spanish accent. And they play a racism <laughs> card, which was good. I laughed. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah. But Cheetor's like, he, Cheetor's the Bumblebee foil in, in uh, Beast Wars, right? So they, they should, I would love for them to have some kind of interaction. But no, Air Razor, I wanted to see your robot mode, dude. Yeah. Nope. Chicken That's a shame because that was my favorite. That was my favorite Maximal. She was pretty cool, dude. Um, they actually don't give you a clear like view of any of the Maximals besides Optimus Primal, and it's only for like a split second. The motivations and stuff were not very clear, and there's a lot of they just expect you to just accept in this movie, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I did because I was nerding out the whole time. Mm-hmm. Pete Davidson, I don't, I wasn't sold on him to be honest. I don't. It could have been literally anybody playing that role. Because they they gave him no character. Agreed. This chick, the what do they call her? Air, not Air Razor. None of them were cars in the original cartoon. None of the Terracons were cars. So I don't know why they were cars in this. They they could have made them something cooler. I enjoyed the movie. I think its rating is deserving. It entertained me throughout the whole movie. However, this is my butt. When I left, I felt like I had watched. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Infinity War, and Endgame in a two-hour span. And I think that is part of the problem. I would have loved to have seen this movie maybe be stretched into two movies because there were certain aspects of the film that I just, I don't think, I think it would have hit more if they had taken more time to develop, like you said, the characters. Because when Bumblebee died, right, that hit my heartstrings. But I think spoilers. Well, I mean, this is a spoiler this review, point, apparently. Yeah, this is a this is a spoiler review. When Bumblebee dies, I'm like, it hit my heartstrings because you have so much. We have so much invested in that character. There is years and years of Bumblebee love. But when Optimus Primal has to do his bidding with Air Razor, that moment there wasn't enough behind it to make it memorable. Like. I feel like that could have been so much more. So it 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 kind of was for me, but that's just because of the show, right? But yeah, I, I I agree with you. If we're doing spoilers here, big complaint I had was that they wasted Bumblebee's death. They completely wasted it because mm-hmm. they put him on this fucking bed of energon, and, and as soon as Optimus Prime touches it, he's like, "Oh, there's energon here." I'm like, "Oh, well, I guess B's coming back to life." Yeah, like, you're like, "Oh, well, that, that's." That doesn't mean anything. Yep. And then and then there's all this caring about uh, the people there, and, and it sucks that B's dead. And then Optimus Primal just goes over there, and he's like, well, I guess the price has to be paid, and he kills his friend. Like, but you 
when you didn't even try, bro. <laughs> like, tire down, yeah. try to kill Scourge. Like, a million things could have been done. Why did we go right to? It just felt forced. It was inserted in there to make the kids cry. Just that, like and that's, the, the 20 characters are inserted in there, so Hasbro has some toys to sell. Yeah, that's the problem. I think if this movie would have taken... Because once upon a time, when I was a kid, one-shot movies, that was that was a thing, right? But, I mean, obviously, we still had, like, Star Wars and Harry Potter, but those were, like, you know, you didn't do that with every movie series out there now. Transformers has a big enough name to where it, sh- it needs to follow the pattern that just works and i don't know why it works but i'll tell you what i've never been more invested in a story than i have once i saw infinity war and i had to wait six months to see the ending and end game right and i feel like if this movie would have taken that that's that everything we got in rise of the beast but made it two films and taken time to elaborate on who the primals or uh, the maximals were and make us care more about mirage I would have. I'm super upset. I didn't get to see uh, Haley Steinfeld. If we're introducing like Transformers, well, whatever you call them, like you know, choosing their their headmasters or whatever, that would have been a great. That would have been a great moment, a great in-game moment. You know, when they're standing on the rock, that should have been the final act of the second movie, where they say Autobots, Primal, whatever, roll it's out. No, no, it's still all our one. God damn it. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so. I agree to an extent. In Age of Extinction, I don't know if you saw Transformers Age of Extinction. There was a story that's being told, right? And um, they put in the Dinobots just as the shoehorn thing where, like, they don't actually matter to the story. They're just characters that are there. They're, like, uh, that help Optimus get over the, the hump, whatever the bad guy is, right? So they help him kick the bad guy's ass. This kind of felt like that with the Maximals. As much as I love seeing them, and like in my head when I'm watching this movie, I'm like, I am thankful to be alive and to be able to see something like this in in, in live action or CG rather. But looking at the movie critically, did they need to be there at all? This whole movie could have taken place with just the character development between the Autobots and the humans. We didn't need the the Maximals there. They're just there to sell toys, man. And this is what ruined Bayformers, okay? The studio starts fucking interfering with shit and saying you got to introduce characters so that we got toys to sell, and the story always suffers from it. Always. Well, Optimus Primal, I think, served as the... almost like the mentor for Optimus Prime. He was a MacGuffin. It didn't matter that he was there. He learned what he he needed to from Noah. No, I don't know. I think there was that talk where he's like, (laughs) he literally. That's called that's creates Optimus Prime. I know, but that's that's why that's why he's just the plot device. Didn't matter who it was. It doesn't have to be Optimus Primal. Could have been a a Native American. It could have been anybody or Native (laughs) Peruvian or whoever these guys were. Yeah. Um. It's just. It's. It's. <laughs> it didn't matter that they were there. That that it was the Maximals. I. I didn't feel like. Yeah. There was some neat stuff they did with the story. Uh. Like. I forget the series, but there was a series in the late two or yeah early two thousands, where like uh, Unicron's going around trying to trying to find uh 
the Autobots, and they have these keys that let them travel to other planets, and that's how like they seeded the universe with Transformer species. So it was kind of mm-hmm. cool how they brought that in that the Beast out of the Maximals were doing that, but they weren't in that series. <laughs> the Maximals were not part of that series. So why? Why are they here? I think that's something that's stood the test of time pretty well, in my opinion, especially with like famous franchises, though. The changes that are made that don't follow the previous canon usually end up, like, even though it's against the canon before it, the way I see it, it's just a new story. Like, not, what I'm if this was? Snob. I'm not saying it needs to be the same thing. I'm saying this is another point for why the the uh, Maximals were just a shoo-in to sell toys. And I think that problem could have been fixed if they had done this like a, I want to say a three movie series, but I would include Bumblebee to be the revival of that. So like the introduction to like, hey, this is how Transformers and humans can get along. That would have been the good introduction movie to bring Transformers back into the mainstream. Then this could have been the second movie where maybe it focused more on Miss Prime not being all for one. Is that what it is? What is this? What is the saying they go? I'm they do. Just, I'm just not. Yeah. <laughs> Until all are one. Yeah. Okay. So that instead of being that type of leader, he was still the, you know, I need to fight for my kind leader. And that could have been the second movie where they're introducing. It's the beginning of a trilogy. I feel like I just watched what should have been the end of the first trilogy. We just got a chat come in. Um, this is the second <laughs> movie in a trilogy. It feels like the third act of a trilogy. Yes, it does. <laughs> it does. Um, I fear that Rogue may have missed all the good things that we said about it. We are in the bad things part. <laughs> yeah. They, they, the whole trans warp thing, too? Bullshit. They pulled that straight from Star Trek. It should have been a space bridge, and I will fight you over this, Rogue. That should have been a space bridge. That's all over Transformers with space bridges. Space bridge this, space bridge that. Now all of a sudden they had a trans warp key. <laughs> I love uh, that again, scene too. Another portion of why not knowing anything about the comics helps. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I told you I was geeking out. I was nerding out. I love yeah. this movie. I I really did enjoy it. Um, but yeah. they 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 didn't take the lessons that they learned from Bumblebee and use them. Like Bumblebee, there was only like four robots. It was basically the story of of Bumblebee and the girl. In this movie, they just threw in a bunch of Transformers again, just trying to sell toys when they could have just sold them. They didn't have to be in the movie. (laughs) They didn't have to have a speaking role. Look at Rhinox. (laughs) Yeah. I Like I said, I just want to preface this. I absolutely loved the movie. But, again, I think if they should have followed more of a... There could have been so many more things that hit as hard as they did for Endgame and uh, Infinity War if they had spaced it out more and given the audience time to connect. I I understand that critique, and I know that you really liked that that movie, uh, those those movies. Um, But everything doesn't have to be Endgame. It doesn't have to be the same. (laughs) Well, this movie was exactly Endgame. (laughs) No, it wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. Whenever the army's coming out of the ship and they're standing and they're like, Autobots, Maximals, roll out. That's Captain America saying, Avengers, 
assemble and then they go and they fight the big ass army okay uh it's it's not because that's 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 a core concept of transformers okay so like that's been in all the fucking movies it's not they're not trying to replicate endgame um roll out that that's like the whole thing oh my god watch uh, some other transformers i'm pretty sure he does it in all the movies he says roll out oh absolutely and but like, like look at action you look at the scenery it, it looks like end game scenery <laughs> like they do know, the man. same where they're the, the action flick where uh the motorcycle chick and what's RC, the other guy rc and rc was riding rhinox through most of that yeah. fight. where rc does the flip and then she lands right next to racism card dude <laughs> wheeljack <laughs> yeah wheeljack and then they start shooting that's exactly what happens whenever um Groot and Rocket get or uh, Rocket and Bucky get right next to each other it's the exact same Dude, thing I'm telling you like I didn't get endgame vibes from this at all and I don't think it was they were trying to stop the apocalypse from starting endgame was it already happened <laughs> Like, it's just not the same story. I feel like that's why I'm saying I felt like I watched Infinity War and Endgame in the same movie. But instead of six hours, it was two hours. That's what Transformers Rise of the Beast was. For well, me. actually, you need you need like. Probably 100 hours worth of. Uh, <laughs> enjoyment in order to get. Endgame fully, you know, you got to yeah. watch all of it. But yeah. I, I understand well, your critique. I, I I agree with most of it. Um, Rogue says it's more like Justice League, and at that point, I think we should kick him from the podcast. Uh, yeah, don't bring that don't up. You, <laughs> don't don't up. you dare compare that movie to Justice League. I will not let you do that to Tony. <laughs> um, no, it was great. It was it was cool. I really liked it. There wasn't a lot. Of, there were there were a lot of questions I had that were left unanswered. But let's see let's see where it goes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when he yelled maximize, it made my, my millennium. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. And apparently they can now, just rebuild Mirage from drunk in a, junk in his garage and he's back to life, too. So, OK, <laughs> uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll turn into the Formula One car now. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about the one thing I need to know. OK, and spoiler in case anyone hasn't seen it. You already in? fucking said Bumblebee dies, okay? Like, I didn't uh, know we were doing spoilers, but apparently we are. The end credit scene, let's talk about it. I don't know anything about the comics. And I was, I'm going to be honest, I'm mildly upset whenever I saw it. Okay, so it's not a comics thing. because Well, there are comics, but it, if we're pulling stuff from continuity on the Transformers comics, I'd say it's more of an IDW thing, which they've had a couple of crossovers. But... There have been literally dozens, if not hundreds, of of crossovers with GI Joe. It's it's been a thing for my entire life. Hasbro owns the rights to both of the the toy lines, and they've crossed over more than Superman and Batman. <laughs> so, like, I, I I was pleasantly surprised when I saw it. I thought it was going to be like Nest or something from the Bay films. But when I said when it was GI Joe, that gave me a little uh, gave me a little tickle, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe I don't have an I don't have any sort of 
inkling of attachment to G.I. Joe, right? That's just like a name that's out there. It's almost like this is controversial. That's almost like Pokemon to me. I wasn't a Pokemon kid. So when people talk about Pokemon, that's like when I zone out type thing. So when I saw G.I. Joe, I think I was more upset that we just lost. In my opinion, it feels like I just lost a character that I spent two hours caring about to a series that I have no care about. <laughs> so, um, Well, they're setting up the crossover. I don't think it's going to be a he's starting his own movie kind of thing. No, but I think he's it looked like he's getting recruited to G.I. Joe. Yeah. And which means that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get me to Give become a G.I. Joe movie. fan. Give me a movie where Snake Eyes is riding in Bumblebee. I'm a, sign me up. Sign me up. I'd watch it because it has Bumblebee, but <laughs> I'd be confused. I'd be like, who's this black ninja? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Bumblebee felt a little wasted. Uh, Mirage, bad. Take him or leave him. Didn't really matter to me. Uh, I want to see more of the Maximals. Yeah, my final thoughts. Pete Davidson as Mirage. I thought it was really cheap. His lines were super cheesy in the beginning, and then I actually started to care about him towards the end. So uh, thank you for redeeming that. Bumblebee was the perfect character just because of his final fight scene entrance. That's all I needed out of a Transformers movie to like it. Uh, So therefore, this movie exceeded my expectations. And if this is a trilogy, please, for the love of God, give me time to care about a character before we kill four of them in a movie. Yeah. Um, So (laughs) takeaways. This was a nostalgia bomb that I adored. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yes, it had some some bad parts. Um, There were some reasonable critiques, but the action scenes were great. It was all clearly done. And Mm -hmm. I got to see characters that I haven't seen in 20 years on on the big screen. And I'm excited for it. The the soundtrack and themes were straight from 1988. uh, And I loved it. Yeah. Give Bumblebee a voice back. And keep Mirage in the back cupboard because I don't like him. <laughs> Damn it. For the love of God, give me Haley Steinfield with Bumblebee. Damn it. One last thing. Um, did it feel to you a little bit like Noah and Mirage's relationship feel a little bit forced? Like he steals him and then Mirage steals him, which is kind of funny, ironic. And uh, but then all of a sudden they're best friends. But Noah didn't feel like he was best friends with the Mirage. Mirage was just like, yeah, that's my bro. I was like, man, that's a little creepy. Like, Yeah. And that, I think that also goes into Noah and Optimus. That, I think that just more their or less. Their dynamic was awesome. I loved it. Yeah, and I think that's what it was is because in the beginning, it's exactly what it was. It was a forced relationship where Noah is like, you're yeah. not my kind. I fight for my family type thing, right? Yeah. And I think so it's the cop parallel right? of those yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, it was forced. I, and again, I think that could have been conveyed a little better if they had more time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Great movie, though. Go watch yes. it. Maximum, or just listen to our podcast. <laughs> Oh, and then you won't need it. to waste the money. They've got a $200 perfect grade model kit for Optimus Prime that, like, I am hammering nails into my hand to prevent me from ordering. <laughs> I would get one for Bumblebee for sure. Uh, it looks so good. Um, All right. Uh, Rogue, where, before we move on, where the fuck was Rat Trap? 
<laughs> Bro, we need to have a yeah. conversation. I'm curious about this, too. He wasn't even in the movie. And you made it sound like he was some secret character. Chad is silent. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who Rat Trap is, but I know this. From what Rogue said when we discussed it, I was waiting for a fucking machine yeah, like a to come out. And moment, then, right? <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for a fucking Rat Trap to come out. And I'm like, I can't wait. He is potentially dead as referenced by Air Razor. She just said all the other people I know are dead. They don't know that. They're not going to kill Rat Trap. And why was Rat Trap? Oh, okay. Air Razor wasn't even in the first season of Beast Wars. Rat Trap was there the whole time. So why the fuck didn't we just get Rat Trap instead of Air Razor? Because uh, that way they can throw another nostalgia bomb at you in the second second act. <laughs> oh, you know what? In the IDW uh, comic line, Rat Trap yeah. actually betrays the Autobots. To the Decepticons, so I bet you he was in love with Air Razor. There you go. He's gonna betray him in the next movie. Yeah. On this day, six twelve two fifty nine p.m. I'm calling it. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you got to think though. In the next movie, the world's gonna end because Unicron actually succeeds. So then they're gonna have to go back in time and revisit all the other Transformers films. <laughs> <laughs> um. They did mention Primus, though, which is pretty cool. Because Unicron is the eater of worlds, and Primus mm-hmm. is the the uh, the creator of worlds. Cybertron mm. actually transforms into Primus. Like, he's a planet-sized Transformer. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. We're going to sign off on uh, Transformers. I say go go see it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yep, definitely go see it. Right. All right. Let me just. I'm gonna go ahead and start this out. Dead air was something. <laughs> I need to go ahead and get this out. What an absolute great movie! All right. Also, spoiler alert in case we haven't gotten like we haven't gotten that across the stream yet. Oh, we're doing this spoilers. is a spoiler. Oh, we're doing spoilers. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Let me say this. The first 30 minutes of the film, I got that same feeling I got from End of the Spider-Verse. End of the Spider-Verse gave me that feeling of like, oh, you know what? This is a nice, light Spider-Man movie when I, when I first started watching it. And I think that was part of the charm. Obviously, we'll go into it later on, but it turns into something so heavy with like just immense buy-in for me. Every character I saw that had its own voice was great. The voice acting is great. I love the subtle changes to the art style from the first film. It's it's great. The hit, the more information we get about Gwen, I loved it. Every time I see her on screen, you fall more and more in love with the character. Isles is the same thing for me. And oh god, there's just so much more. Tony, go ahead. Oh, dude, are you sure? It's gonna this is gonna be a while. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, first off, I called it with the whole Miguel O'Hara thing. He's he represents Miles' heritage, right? And that's why he's like bucking against him for most of the movie. And in the end of it, he's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna write my own story. Doesn't matter. And that's when he ends up. Are we doing spoilers? Yes. Okay. And that's when he ends up saying, trying to go back to the the real or his his world. It was a great story. 
um, Gwen, Spider Gwen, but she stole the show, dude. She was amazing. I loved her arc. I like it's it's hard to like dissect it, but I do have notes. Um, the movie starts off with uh, one of the greatest villains of Spider Man's storied past. What was his name, Jordan? Spot. Adrian Toomes. It starts off with Adrian Toomes, the Vulture, the well, Paper Vulture. <laughs> you said greatest villain, so. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know we were including villains of the week. <laughs> Again, Jordan just he can't remember this man's name. He's, uh, he's forgettable. Dude, I laughed my ass off as soon as I saw that. I was like, I want to make a joke about Jordan not knowing who he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I liked how Miles grew up a little bit. I think his uh, one very brief complaint, his costume is lame. It's stupid. But on a plus side, everybody else in the movie thinks that too. And they let him know. The spot, such a villain of the week, nobody gives a shit about him. And they turn him into this multiversal threat. Fantastic. Yeah. Really well done. Uh, His parents, like their whole dynamic. Yes. Amazing, right? I love that scene right there. He's got a B in Spanish. It's it's golden. I don't know. I don't really have any real complaints besides maybe not really being able to understand punk Spider-Man that well. See, I don't know if I have a complaint about this movie, honestly. This is my Transformers, right? Like, this is my bias film. But there's not... I was begging... Okay. So, going into this film, I thought it was going to be another one-shot movie a part of the to be a part of the trilogy. So, a couple things I'm going to touch on before that, though. I called it Miguel... Was the protagonist, or the uh, sorry, the antagonist? And number two, I called it this. They introduced the MCU with a mixture of live action and animation. No, and, uh, they didn't. Have, they literally had, they literally had Donald Glover in the the chamber. That who is not, okay? Let's talk about his cameo real quick. That's not him from the MCU. Yes, it is. No, it's not. That's a that's a cameo of foreshadowing. And it's not him from the MCU. It's really not. Are you going to tell me that he's going to be a part of another universe that's separate from the MCU? Um, so Donald Glover is almost single-handedly responsible for Miles Morales being a character. 20 years ago, he was wearing a Spider-Man shirt, and people fucking wrote in this uh, petition to get him to play Spider-Man, right? And uh, they didn't do it. Sony didn't do it. They cast Andrew Garfield instead. Because Donald Glover can't play Spider-Man. The creator he's he's got to play Miles. The creator so. of Miles Morales. Miles Morales wasn't around yet. <laughs> but the creator of him said that, in large part, he owed that petition to him making Miles Morales a character. Fast forward a couple of years. They, there's this whole, like, YouTube video you should watch on it. Because, like, this is, like, a cameo within a cameo within a cameo. But apparently, like, he's played Miles Morales in an animated movie, and, like, he's already been the Prowler in in different movies, and that, like, foreshadowed that since Donald Glover was the, the Prowler, that's foreshadowing Miles being the Prowler later on, because he played Miles Morales in the animated movie, but he's showing up in person as the Prowler. So it's not actually the MCU. So here's what I will rebuttal with. 
I would have bought all of that whenever you told me that's why Donald Glover was in the Spider-Man film. It was like a fan service, maybe. However, since we know Donald Glover is the uncle of Miles Morales in the MCU, and we see him as the Prowler locked up, live action, again, Donald Glover in Across the Spider-Verse, you have got to be kidding me if you don't think that that is going to play out in the MCU somewhere along the, along the line. I will, I will bet my house on it that it does not. Well, you were wrong about live action not being introduced, period, in the film. <laughs> so I'm willing to take that bet. <laughs> I, there's no way. There's no way that well, Donald Glover is going to be the Prowler. No way. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't know how his acting would be for the Prowler. Why so, would they do it? Like, why would they steal it? Why would they introduce the Prowler into any Spider-Man movie that isn't Miles Morales at this point? I think it's because you're building up the the introduction to Miles Morales, right? Like, there's been so much, so much talk about it where if you have they were to make a live action Miles Morales movie right now. That is a misstep. Bad idea. Keep this character alive. Well, yeah, they're going to keep him alive. I think what's going to happen is like we've seen. However, I need to I need to figure out how it's going to happen. But obviously we can see their their realm goes into live action stuff. Like when Spot's having that conversation with the woman in the well, supermarket or whatever. Of, they showed a bunch of uh, Sony Spider-Man properties in it. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get the realization at the end credit scene of the next movie of how that is all going to play out. But obviously Donald Glover, if my idea is what's going to happen. Donald Glover needs to get back to Tom Holland Spider-Man verse. And there is I'm thinking Miles is going to go back to in my opinion, he's definitely going to go back to the universe that doesn't have the Spider-Man. His he, Earth 42. Dude, he can't go back to the if all right. So let's just say on this wild uh speculation that it is the MCU, right? They said yeah. that he's there as a like I forget the word, but like non-canon event. So like they have to keep him there and send him back yeah. to his world, right? An, an anomaly, yeah. Yeah. If that's the case, then why is he here instead of in the Spider-Man universe? Uh, well, it's the same way that he went back to Earth-42 instead of whatever Earth he is from, like where his parents know him as. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't know what Earth Miles was started out in, dude, but was, I know he goes back cool to cameo, Earth 42. But to expect an entire series of movie to come out because of that one cameo is is there's no way. There's no way. You will see it. You will see it because Tom Holland signed a six year contract. That's three movies with Sony and three cameos at the Avengers. They're not just gonna take away, especially in today's age with how like politically charged everything is. Of course. That is, you're gonna, there's gonna be a black Spider-Man, right? And we saw it in No Way Home whenever Jamie Foxx was talking to Andrew Garfield and he said, Why would they, why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why would they do what? Why would they steal the steam from this series to introduce it into the MCU? They will not do it, Jordan. There's no way. Sony won't let it happen. When Spider-Man crosses over to MCU and back over to, you know, like when Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield came out, those are Sony Spider-Man. When they came into the MCU, I didn't think there was any steam stolen. I just they, thought it was fucking that awesome. Wasn't the MCU? Yes, 
Tom Holland Spider-Man is part of the MCU, but those are Sony movies made in conjunction with Marvel. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. It can happen. It's not going to steal the steam. It's going to carry out the character. Why would Sony do that? Why would they be like, yes, Marvel, here's part of our money when they can make all the money on their own right here? They won't. I'm telling you, they're not going to do that. Uh, Well, I think you're wrong. (laughs) You want me to be wrong. I get that, but I don't need you. I don't need to want for you to be wrong. You it ends up being universally true that. My ideas come to fruition at some point. <laughs> so, yeah, excellent movie. The only real gripe that I, I genuinely have, and it's not basically this movie, it's more, I guess, Hollywood in general. You don't see strong white male characters anymore. And this this movie really doubles down on that. You can't be the main character anymore if you're a white guy. If anything, I don't know. Spot but, was pretty powerful. <laughs> well, he's the bad guy. <laughs> um, and it, it's it's it sucks that we have to. I have to say this, but because this movie really was gorgeous and amazing, but you can't have white characters anymore. Be or white male characters be good <laughs> in Hollywood now. They always have to be apologizing for something or or. or being the family man or like at least we get to see you know nick spider-man again but he's kind of a doofus right and he he makes all the wrong decisions yeah i i can agree with that there is a there is something that makes me think though i've got tom holland mcu spider-man right and that is enough of a powerful white guy superhero to me and i understand what miles morales was intentionally created so with that do i need a powerful white guy in spider-man across the spider like in those movies no i like nick miller spider-man so nope this is what i'm saying though spider-man is predominantly a white male character and you only see one in this entire movie one and there's fucking hundreds of (laughs) spider-mans Well, no, you see, uh, what's his name? Scarlet, Scarlet Spider, Ben Riley. Yeah, Ben Riley. Ben Riley is a positive representation of of a white male. They make him no, but I thought it was, I thought it was great. He was just this emo. (laughs) In the the comics, uh, Ben Riley is actually Miguel O'Hara. Like the whole like Spider Verse team is run Mm -hmm. by Ben Riley, not Mm. Miguel O'Hara. Again, another reason. Or reading the comics a, helped out. I didn't out. say it was a bad thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, it was such a good movie, though. It was. A very good movie. The I loved the subtle art changes with this movie. Subtle. There was a lot. <laughs> Dude, they were pretty in your face. They were great, but subtle is not the word. I feel like... But when I watched the movie, I wasn't jarred. Like, I didn't... I wasn't no, like, oh, this isn't no, the no, same no, movie. No. So that's what makes it subtle to me. <laughs> You need to to find subtle Um, because like the color palette is completely different and the, the artwork is completely different between worlds. Like even, uh, even the punk rock rock Spider-Man, like his, his whole like intro is completely different. Uh, Really cool. Really cool thing. uh, We saw, I saw on Spider Gwen's was fucking fantastic. That's exactly the way her comics look. It was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. A really neat thing 
uh, a friend of mine sent me this on uh, on TikTok, but apparently all their themes are, are subtly different, right? Like whenever you know, Gwen's on the screen, she has a specific song that's on. When Miles Prowler appears at the very end, it's actually a combination of like all three of their themes, like the Prowler, the Miles theme, and uh, Gwen's theme, which is really cool. Hmm. That is really cool. I... That's the other thing. I was watching this movie, and like I said before, I was expecting it to be a one-shot movie, kind of just like how Into the Spider-Verse was. Uh, there was like a connection. Obviously, there was a, an Easter egg where it's like, oh, hey, there's going to be more. But I was not expecting the ending we got. And when I tell you, I was like watching, and he got captured by Miles Prowler. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I feel like I've been in this movie for a hot-ass minute. Like, how is he going to do all this and still save his dad? And then the movie just stopped. And I was like, <laughs> my jaw continue. was on the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little ways through the movie, I was like, man, this is, uh, you know, I don't want it to stop, but it's it's going. Then he, he shows up in when he teleports back when he thinks it's his world. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, they, something's going to happen. Like, they, they have to wrap this up super fast. So we're not going to get closure. And honestly, yeah. I didn't see it coming. The whole Earth 42 thing, even though after mm-hmm. it happened, I was like, yeah, they showed you. Like, I remember seeing yep. it flash up. I'm like, oh, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> yep. I, did de- I definitely did not expect it either. The, I, li- I liked the idea. Like That scene was really cool for me, though. I like to see that Miles could also become the Prowler. Um, and to touch on what you were talking about with the heritage, uh, back in the beginning of our topic. Uh, I did see that. I also saw a lot more focus on belonging, right? And that's obviously because his mom gives a, a monologue about don't ever let someone tell you that you don't belong. And, you know, I'm afraid people aren't going to love you as much as we love you and support you, blah, blah, blah. And that's obviously, I feel like what the main theme is because Miguel and all the other people that are a part of the, you know, elite Spidey team say, like, he's not allowed here. He's not supposed to be here. He's an anomaly. He's not even supposed to be Spider-Man, basically. Uh, from what I took from this, the main theme is write your own story. Like, don't don't let other people write your story for you. I think that's the main message that happens because Miles isn't going to let someone tell him he doesn't belong somewhere because he didn't, you know, he hasn't followed a the canon of a Spider-Man, right? I, uh, I, I appreciate the, the story overall was great. Very good. Like I said, the art was great. I love the music personally. The first album was still better. I'm upset they didn't include Sunflower again because that was like an all-time high when I first heard that song in the movie. And I want to talk about Spot. When I talked, when I said in the beginning it felt like a light movie because the Spot was... You know, the first bad guy. And at first, he is a villain of the week, right? And it gives you that kind of like, okay, this is a light movie. Like, we get to kind of just enjoy the experience. And then as it goes on, and he goes into the multiverse, and then he goes into his mission of getting more spots. And when he reaches his, like, what I would call final form, you get that, like, that feeling of, like, oh, man. 
it's almost like I'm looking at Thanos on the screen again, right? That's the type of feeling I had. Did you need to like? It's okay that movies are not Avengers, okay? Get move on. Yeah, I didn't get that at all. Not at all. I I really got that he was the same as Miles, except for he wanted friends. How do I put this? Like he put too much of his own value in his friends. He's like, you ruined my life. I need to get these people back. I want, I want to be, I want to get you back for what you did to me. But he's all alone and doesn't want to be alone. See, I don't see the resemblance with Miles and him though. And I think there's probably portions that you could say where like they both want to not be alone. He's obsessed but... with Miles. Like that's his whole thing. He's he well, wants to oh. ruin his life. Yeah, well, you also hear him talk about, like, basically trying to be the best villain, right? Like, he's, he talks a lot about, like, oh, I'm, I'm finally a worthy opponent. And, like, he says lines that are along that. That's kind of a paraphrase. But he says a lot of lines like that to Miles. And it seems like he realizes he is, that he's... He wants, he needs validation. That's exactly what I was saying. He needs that validation. He craves it. Even if it is from Miles. Which is the same yeah. thing with Miles. He wants the validation of all the other Spider-Man people, that he is a good Spider-Man. There, I'm telling you, man, there's parallels there. Um, Jessica Drew, don't know why she was a black lady. Doesn't really bother me that much, but pregnant Spider-Woman, that's definitely a, definitely a white Marvel character. So I don't know why they blackwashed her. See, I don't know a lot about Spider-Woman, so I didn't know that. But if that is the case, then that's kind of... <laughs> It just goes against the furthers my point. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't agree with all that. Just make it's not hard. There's 700 million fucking Spider-Man in this movie. Just give me a reason of why she's a black lady. <laughs> That's it. That's all I need to know. I just like I'm OK with representation. Like Miles Morales is one of my favorite characters. See, he's different enough yes. from Peter Parker that he's his own character as Spider-Man. Yeah. Why do we blackwash characters? I just don't know who's asking for this. Yeah. Um. There were some cam. There was like some really neat Easter eggs I liked. Whenever he's in the room getting changed, and Genki is there playing the video game. Did yeah. you notice that it was the Sony Spider-Man? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was really cool. The when he's in the um, well, you right after you walk past Donald Glover. In the containment chamber, you see Insomniac, Spider-Man too. That was really cool. Yeah, hundred percent. Obviously, all of the uh, Uncle Ben with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield with Gwen, and even Tom Holland on the roof with Zendaya. Those, those were all great. You know, high ends. I, I loved it all. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's. The, Great movie. It's past or past. It's paced very well. Um, the comedy was good. It was lighthearted. When it when they needed to hit emotionally, it did. I don't know. I I don't. The only like I said, I only had one real complaint, and it's not really about the movie itself. Go see I, it, people. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. It was a great movie. Definitely worth a trip to the movies. Uh, <laughs> I love that scene where he's sitting and talking to the therapist. And he's like, and I was looking at my uncle, and he's like, let me guess. <laughs> it was beautiful. 
I like also canon event thing. Like I think that whole system, like that, that's I, I enjoyed how that that played out. Also, I'm glad to see that we're getting the the original team back together in the next film. Right, uh, same dude. Excited about yeah. it. I love Gundam Spider Man. Yes, I'm very excited. I hope we see more Obi too. Obi was a very awesome character, as well as I don't. I'm gonna call him Indian Spider Man, but that character too. The like I said, every character I saw, I fucking, I loved it. Yeah, um, yeah, he's cool. I like him a lot. Um, yeah. I don't like punk rock Spider Man that much, but he's hard to understand. I don't think he was yeah, a black I, guy either, though, in the comics. But I don't remember him actually ever taking his mask off in the comics, to be honest. Uh, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. I didn't know anything about Punk Rock Spider-Man before this. So I I just liked I liked his gimmick. I liked his whole character. But that's also my biased opinion. I don't really dislike a whole lot. So, so. It, was, it was a cool uh, <laughs> it was a cool character, you know, anti-establishment punk rock. Yeah. I think that's a whole thing. Yeah, I I just love that he's supposed to be working with the elite team, but like he's also like nudging Miles. He's like, yeah, break the rules, do it, <laughs> escape. <laughs> so cool. Um, I don't remember uh, uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine having uh, laser webs either. <laughs> he just had regular web shooters, so that's a that's a new thing. Not really. Well, some nice little touch. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it, I guess. But uh, long story short, go see the movie. That's that's really all I have to talk about it. I want you guys to experience it for yourselves, or just listen to the podcast. I'm pretty sure we cover all the important stuff. Um, but yeah, Tony, final thoughts? Uh, yeah, go see it. It was great. <laughs> Spider Gwen deserves her own series. Absolutely agreed. Her story is is way better than Miles Morales's, and I would watch the shit out of it. All right, well, uh, let's wrap it up here. You can find us on Twitter, and uh, we both stream on Twitch. Our plugs were at the beginning. Anything you want to add, Jordan? Uh, Obviously, find the podcast on any of uh, wherever you find your podcasts. And let's shout out to our potential sponsors again. Again, uh, Ferrari, Porsche, and Tony, did you have one? No. All Um, right. Be aware, next week we may be changing the name, so uh, if I can do it in the... uh, in the iTunes, uh, you shouldn't have to change it if you're following us, uh, but you may have to look for it. Um, I had one other thing I wanted to mention, and I forgot what it was. It seemed like it was important. Oh, well. Uh, next week... Oh, that's what it was. Um, we're actually going to start staggering these on, uh, on uh, Spotify and, and Apple. So that if you guys want to see it um, live, you'll have to join in on the Twitch. Otherwise, you're waiting a week to uh, to get it in uh, Spotify and Apple and Google. So yep. uh, come and hang out with us. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. Um, peace. Yep. See you guys. <laughs>